0: Right, so now it just, it no longer, the issue, the thing no longer has power over me. Correct. Right, and the thing had power over me because I was just so obsessed with trying to control it. Mm -hmm. So it's like I gave the issue power because I was trying to control it, except I couldn't. Mm -hmm. So I was making an issue, an even bigger issue than it needed to be. Right, right. But the minute I let go, the thing that used to have power over me no longer had power over me.
1: Hey, this is Eddie and Tibble with Defying Self Podcast. And, you know, I'm excited about today's podcast because I've watched you for seven years. Just do excellent everything that you want to do. But I've also watched you struggle with the things that you have no control over. And I think this is a great time to look at how you have defied the
0: perfectionist in you. When somebody hears the word perfectionist, we tend to probably think of a certain group of persons right? right so perfectionist is that person who wants what everything in a straight line um, etc right it is that like, in my mind that's pretty where i start mm-hmm. you know uh, but then I think it's like with time I'm like wait you're right I am a perfectionist of sorts and the kind of perfectionist that I am is that when I set my mind to do something yes you better be it's gonna get that <laughs> Yes. You better believe it's going to get done. So I think my perfectionism is not, because remember, I'm the kind of person who, okay, I have a set of pictures that I need to hang on the wall. Remember, I'm not a perfectionist in the sense that I'll go get the ruler, you know, measure up and make sure everything is exactly lined up. No, no, you know, I don't do that my perfectionism is those pictures are going up there Mm -hmm. and they're going up and it's not that they're going to be like skewed and stuff, but I'm all about those pictures are going to get hung and I'm going to find a way to jimmy them around until they look right to me. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) That's the kind of perfectionist that I am, that I'm very much action focused and, um, And don't tell me that I I cannot get something done. It's like don't challenge. And I guess it's an ego thing, right? It's like don't challenge my ego and -hmm. say you cannot do X. Because guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to prove to myself and to you that I can get this thing done. And I think that was like the younger version of me, right? I mean, I thank God for God because... You know, you have to sort of like grow through steps, right? And I think even the moments where this thing did benefit me, it, it was good for a time. But like you're saying, that they, some of these things I've had to, I've had to mature and begin to understand that, you know, I can't serve this need to just get things done when I want these things right. to be done. Can I can't I- do that because that's something that can cause imbalances sure right I, you know
1: i have a i have a question i wanted to jump in there real quick uh, well first let me just say i mean you're absolutely right i think again watching you you're not you're not perfectionist over the details you're you're perfectionist oh you're perfectionist over the principles and the systems it's almost as if it's like hey it's a wider vision thing that we're going to go after but it's the it's the um it's the goal it's the objective like it will get done mm-hmm. and we will do it um for example, right now we're in December 2018. Uh, we're getting ready for Christmas, and we decided yesterday to do maybe a nice little Christmas, right? Like, uh, you know, so we went out and got the the live tree, and she's she in the car said, "Hey, what's a wreath? Let's let me see how you do it, guys." Like I've watched her within two hours research, build a reef, perfect uh, I didn't that reef research it I just then crucify that <laughs> reef onto the wall. I don't know how many nails that she put into my wall Ooh, to get to that reef looking perfect.
0: <laughs> it looks great though. <laughs> it's great. But you're right, that's an example of me. Like that's that's perfectionism. Right. In, in Devrain's terms. Right, right. And right. it's not so much that I don't pay attention to detail. It depends. It, there is a level of detail right right but in the end it's a thing of i'm going to execute and i do have a vision right mm. but like you said but i'm not necessarily going to fuss about oh this is like slightly off that's not you know, my perfectionism doesn't necessarily go there. There are stuff that bothers me. Like, for example, when we're building tables, right, where I would be more of a perfectionist than you. But again then again, my perfectionism is different from yours because you'll be a perfection with certain things and I'm a perfection with sure. other things. Right. Right, Where I'm like, oh, mm, that doesn't look right. We need to fill that. Okay, we need to paint this. We missed that. Right. So there's definitely that level. But I think ultimately I'm a perfectionist in the sense of when things need to be done, we We want to get them done, uh-huh, right, yeah, when things need to when there's a wreath that I saw a wreath, um I'm not paying twenty five bucks for a wreath i I'm going to make that wreath happen, oh yeah, okay, yeah, it's, that it's, wreath- <laughs> it's, it's, it's up there, it's beautiful, that wreath has happened, you know, so that's definitely it, so uh, so you know one what?
1: of. I'm gonna post a picture of the wreath on, yeah, on our page. So <laughs> you, you guys go to the info page for this for this episode, this and you'll see DIY. you'll see the wreath. Two yeah, hours, guys. Yeah, be... Two hours done. Uh,
0: Can yeah. I ask you a question about
1: mm-hmm. this? I, I would love I'd love to go um, just be a little bit more deliberate on this topic, mm-hmm. and I'd love to to um, to hear you talk more about. Um, uh, the core, and I, I don't know if it's more of a question about the origination of what's built you that way, mm-hmm. but but for sure, I want to get down to, well, what what's really behind it? What does it really mean mm-hmm. to be built this way?
0: Yeah, I, 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 yeah I, I guess sort of taking it way back into maybe some of the possible things that could have formed me this way. So one, you know, if each of us have gifts and superpowers, you know, quote unquote, one of my gifts and superpowers is self-discipline. Right. Right. Like that, I, I like self-discipline is my superpower, like focus, self-discipline. Once I zone into something to say something's going to get done, I, I don't struggle with discipline. You know, if I'm committed, discipline easy, like it's, it's easy for me. So there's one thing. But I think secondly, and this isn't something that I necessarily thought of, but I think having grown up in South Africa as a black person, where you know, we, I at least in my family, and you know, for a lot of other black people, you know, we were sort of like the first to step into certain areas, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, in my case, I would have been the first in my family to go to what we would have called, you know, multiracial schools. So previously, white-only schools. So you go there, and then one of the things that I observed was that, you know, the the black kids there where in their mentalities as well, they they sort of like held certain beliefs about themselves that some things were not really for them and they were reserved for the white kids. Um, And then I remember sort of like distinctly in my mind, I just remember some of those moments being moments when I was like, I'm about to prove the system wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay? I will be the first black person to do X. Right? I will prove to my black counterparts that, guys, we too can do it. So I guess it's like there's a certain militancy that would have come from growing up in that environment yeah. where you know you sort of see that you push to the side in some ways. So I think that's probably where some of these uh, I'm going to go get this comes from, yeah, right? Because I had to, you know, to push through and to become one of the best performing students in my school at the time, it meant that I had to sort of like push myself out of that belief that, oh, well, it's fine. You know, no black kid has ever done X. And I'm like, no, it's, the, this thing ends right here and right now, right? And I guess that's the thing with a pioneering generation. So my parents and the previous generations as would have pioneered in one way, you know, uh, in fighting the system and gaining us freedom. But once that had happened, there were other battles to fight, right? right? Breaking the stereotypes, breaking into new grounds. We ourselves were pioneers of a different kind, Right, so to do that, to pioneer, right, you do have to have a, a you have you need you need something like that inside sure. of you, right, right? You need that single mindedness yeah. focus, you mm-hmm. know what you we now calling a perfectionist, right, but that intent that you're not going to stop me mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going through this and I'm getting it done. And as I say, I think it did service me for a time, um, but I realized that, yeah, when I was single, certain things could work. But now as I've grown older, I've gotten married, I've had kids and I've been exposed to more of life. I've seen that there's a lot of other variables that happen. Right. That for me, it would be very unhealthy to always just sort of like move in life with just my, okay, this is what I want to have done. So I'm going to just go ahead and do it. Right. So I've had to, again, submit. Because it is a gift, right? To be disciplined and to be focused. It is a gift. However, it is a gift that unless it is subjected to god right right unless it is subjected and these things come from a place of maturity where you're not like handling yourself as a child but as somebody who is older wiser these things in in and of themselves can create uh, imbalances not only inside of yourself but for your family mm-hmm. so that's something that and in a lot of ways god has had to help me Because I've operated this way for so long in my life Mm -hmm. that it took, you know, different kinds of situation for him to subdue me to say, yeah, fine. I let you do, you know, this and that then. But right now I'm moving into a different phase of life. So I'm going to use other situations to subdue you (laughs) because I'm trying to teach you other things. I'm trying to take this thing that is a gift that comes from me, but I, I want you to subject it to me. Right. Right. So that I can use it for what I want so that yeah. I can use it to actually provide life, not just, you know, oh, for you getting what you want done, but to provide life for your family, for your kids and for, you know, many other different things that I want to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I I have um, uh, I, I guess one of the questions that, that are in my mind uh, is how has these gifts gotten in the way, you know, and what particular. Um, situations have you? W- were the ones where God had to kind of hone you in and say, "Listen, this is where it's getting in the way, and this is where I wanted to conform to to what I want." Yeah, you know, um, I can think of a couple that I've watched you walk through, but is there any in particular that, that come to your mind?
0: Yeah, um, this week, I, I think I began I began to think about my university experience differently. Okay. So, as you know, I study actuarial science, which is one of the you know most difficult. Yes. Degrees to study, right? So the funny thing, I was talking to my sister, I'm like, the funny thing is that, you know, I went to university, I went to University of Cape Town for four years doing a bachelor's of business science degree, mm-hmm. uh, where I majored in intellectual science and then I did a, a minor in economics. Right now, if you look at my transcript, it says that I have graduated as an economist. <laughs> okay. As an economic major. Uh-huh. Right. So I was thinking about this this week, I, and I was like, you know, I think that is when God started putting the rug underneath my feet Okay. to say, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You are highly mistaken. You are not in control. Uh-huh. And I have a sense in me because just as much as I'm not like the most intelligent person, because studying actual science, I've certainly come across people that are geniuses, Sure. right? But the one thing that I do have is that obviously I have a measure of intelligence, but even more than that, I have... I gained the self-discipline focus. I can work really hard. And I did. And I have a sense, I'm, and I'm, I mean, I'm not sure. This is me theorizing. But I have a sense that, hmm, I wonder if when I started failing that course, that was not the one I should fail because the minute you fail it, they just started holding me back. I'm like, I wonder if there wasn't a conspiracy from heaven to start teaching me that, hey, you are not in control.
1: Mm, okay.
0: you are not in control in your mind this is your trajectory right because a person like me i see the road and i see where it ends and i begin today to posture myself and to work things out to make sure i reach there mm-hmm. and you are not going to stand in my way right? right and as i say remember this is me coming from a generation where you you, you, you had to be you know militant in a sense and strong and push through Yeah. Right. Right. So I had that sense of focus of, I want to get there. I want to be an actuary. I want to do ABCD. So I'm going to get there. Um, So it was interesting because when now I started failing, then... It was like, wow, okay, so this plan of mine, this idea that I've mapped out in my mind of what we are going to do, what we're going to achieve, and how we are going to go out and just conquer the world in this particular way, it started crumbling.
1: Yeah, you are failing a class?
0: Yeah, me failing a class, and then having to end up graduating as an economist major, which I really wasn't, Right. you know. Uh, and I mean, of course, I had the credits, but as in, they had to patch up. I was an economics major in the sense that people that truly did pure economics would have done more economics than I did, mm-hmm. right? I did mostly actuarial science statistics, and then economics was a secondary major. So in the end, um, even when I was sort of trying to push through to finish this degree, another obstacle came. And I had to basically surrender and say, no, I am clearly not going to be graduating as an as an actuarial science major, we're gonna, I have enough credits. I'm gonna be graduating as an economist major. So I was laughing with my sister. I'm like, the thing that's on paper doesn't even like that, it, it represents nothing of the reality. Sure. So, for me, it's like a big joke from heaven to say, This was your plan going in, and it's in so much shambles mm-hmm. that, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. like none of it has substance in a sense. Mm-hmm. But those were the beginning lessons for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to say, yeah, your focus is good, but guess what? You're not the boss. Mm, okay. God is the boss. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, so I mean that that listening to that, one of the things that um I'm hearing and and that that I caught on was this issue of of control and how you know, behind the grit, behind your your ability, skill, even talent to be self-disciplined to go after something, to achieve it, like after you go after it, the thing that tags itself to it is this sense of control, the mm. sense that I can actually drive. Yeah. Right? I yeah. can actually, the thing that I want, I can get because I've made a decision to get yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
0: but I mean, that's part of the narrative, right? Yeah. If you don't get up and make it happen, who is? Sure. Right. Right. That's part of the narrative. Mm -hmm. So one thing, you know, I'm a generation who grew up in South Africa with the history it has. But I think secondly, the narrative of, well, if you don't get up and hustle, as we'll say specifically in the U.S., then how is it going to happen? Mm -hmm. Right. So the sense of control. I mean, some of us probably have like me. I probably have that as a bigger component in sort of inside of my makeup than other people. Yeah. Right, but I think that sense of, well, make sure you you know what's happening, you know, what are your 10-year goals? What's your 5-year goals? You know, all of those things for me speaking to are you in control? Are you calculating? Because if you want to be a CEO, have you sort of like worked out the steps as to how you're going to get there? Mm-hmm. For me all of those things speak to that voice of control. Right. Right. Right, it speaks to that, voice of control. It's just something that, for me, I've had to work out, perhaps at a greater degree than other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah one of the one of the um, one of the instances that kind of at the top of my mind, um, and I'm reminded even now because you're still you're still an example of it is how um, sleep mm-hmm. uh, sleep um some some point I think it was during your studies in university sleep became an, an issue for you mm-hmm. uh where you weren't getting hours of sleep you'd wake up early in the morning <clears throat> but in early in our marriage I saw how that how it ruined you you know it ruined your days it ruins your interaction it' gotten in away you've been
0: dramatic no
1: nah, baby I'm just saying me. like really the thing was like <laughs> are we gonna talk about this again <laughs> all right but it look i'm dramatic. being a bad husband right now no but <laughs> but I, i'll say that i mean i had a yeah. i had a conversation with you um just one day you know mm-hmm. while while we were going through the just the hardness of not being able to sleep and and i i, I said something along the lines of listen and say well i've watched you excel in the things that you have control over mm. but now your challenge is to manage the things that you, you can't control. control. Yep, that's true. Right. So, mm-hmm. so that, that for me was such an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and uh, so the example is what happened after that. Yeah. And over the years, how you have found a way to be functional mm-hmm. on three hours of sleep. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you have found, and it's still impacted you. It's still, you know, you're still kind of needing to sleep early and, you know, we still have to address that, but it doesn't lead the way yeah. you interact with me or the boys, mm-hmm. it doesn't lead your day at work. Yeah, you know. So I think that that for me is a very real example mm-hmm. of how how you've managed that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, and again, it's the grace of God, right? Because the help you need will come in some obscure way. Sometimes, I mean, if I had a choice, I wish I slept. You know really well but except I you know I don't and it's true like in the beginning it used to really frustrate me and and it's it's a thing that I just couldn't work out right because for me all right I'm the type of person there's a problem that needs to be resolved okay so what's the game plan let's solve it okay yeah uh so now all of a sudden you're fi- like you're saying I'm finding myself in a situation that I cannot resolve right so it used to absolutely frustrate me and you know the frustration of it probably like exacerbated the issue Mm -hmm. until a point where I realized that, you know what, the more I think about this and the more I cling to it, it's just not really helping. And I'm not sure when exactly it happened. And I think maybe it might have been after that conversation where it just helped me to say, you know what, just let it go. Just let it go and try to discover a new normal inside of it. Mm. Right. And in a lot of ways, my sleep is still not perfect, but it has improved a lot. Mm -hmm. Right. So I had to like learn to sort of like flow with it and begin to sort of see what then helps me to fall back asleep when I'm awake. And like previously where I will lay awake and I'll just, you know, be frustrated and, you know, just get sad at the fact that I just can't fall asleep. Right. So it's like I was focusing my energy on You know, on the wrong part of the problem versus saying, you know what, I'm just going to let go and see how now I can just, you know, deal with this and Mm -hmm. try to find ways to help me to, to fall asleep. And the interesting thing is that the minute I stopped obsessing about the fact that I'm awake and I started focusing in on, okay, so how do I help myself? What do I do in those one hour, two hours when I find myself awake? you know so sometimes i'll read a book uh some, sometimes i'll just wake up and write and some of the most productive and easiest writings for me have come from those moments right i mean god knows i mm-hmm. I, I would love to get my sleep back <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean I keep negotiating. Let me just wake up at 5, not at 3 because that's really awkward, right? Let me wake up at 5. I can do with 5 hours of sleep. I have no problem. Um you know, so it's something that I'm working out, but as it's it's just it's no longer it's no longer the issue that it used to be. Right. Because I was like no, I have to let go of this. Right. Right. So now it just, it no longer, the issue, the thing no longer has power over me. Correct. Right. And the thing had power over me because I was just so obsessed with trying to control it. Mm-hmm. So it's like I gave the issue power because I was trying to control it except I couldn't. Mm-hmm. So I was making an issue, an even bigger issue than it needed right. to be. Right. But the minute I let go, the thing that used to have power over me no longer had power over me. Mm-hmm. So it was like my submission was the thing that gave me power over a situation I couldn't control. Correct.
1: Correct, and I uh, an, an image of it is, it's the it's the the pre or what was before was was uh, the image of you fighting off waves, you mm-hmm. trying to fight back waves, uh, mm. versus now where it's the, the buoyancy, waves. where you ride the wave yeah. and you're like a beach ball on top of it, mm-hmm. and you're actually finding strengths inside of the weaknesses, yeah. you're actually finding resources and finding open doors of expression yeah. in the middle of the fight. The chaos still happens. The weakness yeah. is not, you know, stopping. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't control you. Yeah. And it doesn't kind of give, you know, make the day yeah. uh, go the way that it prefers. Mm-hmm. You know, you still drive that. Yeah.
0: And I mean, we're using sleep as uh, the issue, but there's been many other situations. Sure. Oh, yeah. You know, that yeah. have come through. And the one lesson that I've learned, right, as somebody who you know has a tendency to want to control things because the perception is that if i control it then i'm in power mm. right i can drive the outcome but that that's that's a lie that's like that's that's deception mm-hmm. right just because you've been able to get away with it for a while that's still a deception you do not control
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know we don't control anything the things that happen God himself would have allowed them to happen, but we don't control stuff, right? But I think for me, the thing that I've learned is that I'm much more powerful when I learn to let go and to submit to cool. God. Because I've seen things happen in a way where I'm like, man, had, it, had I had it my way, had I had the robes and I was controlling, this situation would have never turned as well as it did you know, because one, I either let go or because God is so merciful, he undercut me and just, you know, bypassed me because I was too immature to recognize, right? It's like, you know, he knew that if he had shown me too much of the situation, I would have said, oh, thank you. Let me take the reins. So there's situations where I know God completely bypassed me. And then in the end, I have the opportunity to say, wow, thank you so much that I was not in the driving seat. Mm, Yeah. But right now, I don't have to say, Oh, let me sit here and then wait for God to bypass me so that I can say, oh, thank you so much. I was in the driving seat. Right now, my opportunity and part of my growth process has been saying and learning to say, God, I want you in the driver's seat. I definitely want you the driver's seat because right now I've walked enough to see that when he's in the driver's seat, the way he works things out yeah. requires very little effort from me because the thing with controlling things is that oftentimes it takes a lot of your own effort to get things done, mm-hmm. right? So I'm the one putting the wreath together. Mm-hmm. So guess what? Those two hours, you know, I'm like working really, really hard. But I've seen that in cases where I learn to let go, And I mean, the greatest example for me was my previous job that I've wanted to leave for like four years. Yeah. Right. And that was like a point also where I was wrestling control, right? Because every time, twice I was home on maternity and this is me hustling, right? I'm going out, I'm interviewing because, right, it's a problem. So, well, I need to take it upon myself to make this thing happen, right? So, yeah, you're praying, but sometimes you're not praying and waiting to hear what needs to be done, you are just sort of like moving full force, right? Or oh, you're not even like inquiring. You're just going. Um, and nothing happened for four years, almost five years. All of my efforts, again, reminder to St. Deborah, you have no control. Sure. <laughs> uh, you can try sometimes to apply your effort to situations, but your effort is not going to be the thing that gets things to move when God says, no, they're not moving. Right, so those are cases where I uh, my efforts amounted to zero, and what it what it taught me over those years was every time there was a roadblock, it became an opportunity for me to say, okay, God, we're not going anywhere. All right, what do you want me to do? Mm, Right. What do you want me to learn? It took four years, right, because it was an up and down thing. Sure. You know, we'll go through it. I'll learn, and then I'll come back again, complaining, and then going off on my own, so to speak, to try to fix it. Sure. And then again, I'll come back and say, okay, well, all right, so what do you want me to do? And it became a process, but I mean, it was an ascending process, yes. right? One ascending process. But in the end, how I ended up leaving the job was I did not go searching for that job at all. Right. I, get, I got called and within two weeks I was out. Sure. It took me four years, almost five years of, trying to no avail right so for me that's also another example great example my life yeah of how your own human effort yeah and it's not to say you know one mustn't apply the effort to start but i think at the end of the day is god what do you want yeah do you want me to sit here and wait for four years and fry (laughs) Mm -hmm. right or okay is it time to leave right so that was like a great, very dramatic example of five years, you're going nowhere. Mm-hmm. You, are, you can go to interview, and you will go to interviews. You will meet with recruitment agents. You'll go to different interviews. But guess what? You're not going to get any of those jobs. So for me, that was my lesson. Yeah. Wow. Right.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, excellent. That's excellent. So uh, look, you've you've learned these lessons. You've walked through it. I want to... Uh, you asked me this question at the end of of my story, and I want to ask the same of yours. Um, what um, what what do you find after you've learned these lessons? Like, what do you find about your life that's that's changed or different now?
0: I, I think it's the same thing as you. There's just less effort is required, right? Right? Because the thing is, if you are aligned with God, he he is the God who says. Oh yeah, tomorrow you're going to go to battle. You're going to go to war. You're fighting the Philistines. Get ready. But you get to, bat- you get to the battlefield. The enemy has annihilated itself. All you did was arrive. But guess what? You did not apply any of your effort. Uh-huh. You obeyed. You pitched up. And the work was already done for you. So for me, that's the technology of obeying God. Uh-huh. It's not to say that one is not going to need to do something because you're going to need to do something. You're going to need faith. You're going to need obedience. You may need to do A, B, C, D. Right. But the thing is, when God is in the mix, the amount of work that you end up doing, trust you me, it's little compared to what you would have done had God never been in the mix. Right. So that's one thing. And it's something that I am still perfecting, like the need to just obey God right. and to say, yes, God, you know me. I'm the kind of person that when you say there's a war, um, you know, the things that need to be done, I'm already at the lineup. Mm-hmm. You don't have to convince me. I'm already at the lineup. But OK, let me relax. Let me breathe. What needs to be done? Right. And to wait and to hear. And I've seen more and more and more in my life that the more I do that. Then the 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 uh, the less I really truly need to do. Correct. Because mm. there's no time wastage, right? It, it preserves your energy. Because if God says, "Well, no, it's not time yet," then guess what? You can like sit in peace, struggling, you know, crying, but at least you're not sitting and fighting right. because you've submitted to yourself to the fact that, "Well, we're gonna wait," which things still need to be worked out. All right. Okay, you know, versus I'm waiting, but then I'm going from interview to interview, I'm doing this and that, coming back disappointed, you know, and all of that. So for me that's just like one of those the greatest thing that now I get to do less in a sense. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's just yeah, you you and like they they it, it's something it just does preserve like what you need to do in the situation because when we are aligned with god he really is the one who does heavy lifting
1: guys thank you for listening to this episode of defying self podcast look we we want to encourage more conversation more interaction so we want you to go to defyingself.com And go to this episode, Show Notes, to get notes, to see the transcript, but more importantly, to put in your questions, to put in your thoughts, uh, so that we keep the conversation going. Thanks, guys.